Hi, welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly. I am so excited for today's conversation. I have with me one of my amazing colleagues, um, Sylvia Guardardo, who is passionate about helping individuals and small business owners to overcome financial challenges. With over 20 years of experience in bookkeeping and taxation services, she has worked with a wide range of industries and is well-versed in best business practices and helping you profit in your business, which is one of my favorite things to talk about as an entrepreneur. <laughs> Sylvia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Darlene. It's so much fun to be here with you. Yes, I am excited to dive into today's conversation because um, the work that you do is so vital as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as just even individuals, like to make sure that we're able to bring forward making more money in our businesses and being able to give back to our communities because we're actually looking at the numbers to make sure that we're growing a business and that's actually profitable. I was just having a conversation yesterday. Um, if, if you're not making money in your business, then you have a hobby. <laughs> right. so if you want to have yeah, a successful business enterprise, it's so important that you know the numbers and that you take the time to really dig into it and look into it. Um, share and make sure you're making money. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a lot of things that I love to do as a hobby, but. <laughs> yeah. If you are in business, you know, hopefully it's to make money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would love for you just to kind of take us back before we dive too far into, you know, profiting in our business. Um, how did you land in the space where you, you know, became a profit first coach and um, helping other people with their finances and bookkeeping and taxes and all of that. Yeah, my um, story is kind of interesting because I um, I had my own business a while back. I'm not going to age myself. <laughs> <laughs> but then at that time, I didn't, you know, our business was being profitable. And I was one of those persons that was saying, what? If I'm profitable, where is the money? I didn't understand where the money had gone. Um, uh, towards the end of uh, the business, at that time, I decided I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I gave it up and I went to look for a job. My husband continued to stay in the business for a little while longer, but um, I found a job at a CPA firm. And um, not as an accountant or anything like that. I was as a receptionist, but I just wanted to get out of the business and, and um, have a job. So I took anything I could get. But uh, fortunately, I ended up um, be working for a CPA firm. Uh, then I liked what I was hearing, you know, the numbers, the debits, the credits. And I started taking classes just out of curiosity. 
and one class um, led to another to a point that eventually I got my own degree in accounting. Then um, after I graduated, I, you know, I wasn't working for the CPA firm anymore. I wanted to look for a job at a local CPA um, here in Rancho where I'm located. And um, the job that I got was so um, uh, toxic that I just ran out of there really quick. And at that point, I decided to to try again and as being a business owner and you know give it another shot with the all the business knowledge that I got in college at the CPA firm and uh, all the accounting knowledge that I got I figured I I got it I got this um, little did I know that it's not as easy once you apply all those concepts into your your own business it's, it's not as easy but I got it started and I kept on going. And then I found out that, yeah, I was being profitable, but I could, um, I could do better. And I found out through reading the book, Profit First. And I liked the concept so much in the book that I decided to become um, a Profit First uh, advisor. Uh, I became a member and I'm still a member now. I am a, um, uh, an advanced member, I could say. So I have an, uh, an advanced uh, accreditation with them um, because I want the same thing for my business, for my own company. I want that for the business owner out there that's struggling to make ends meet. Yeah, and that's that's how I got where I'm at today. Where you're at today, I love yeah. that you shared that you got curious, like when you got the position at the CPA firm, and you weren't even it's like you you just allowed yourself to get curious and kind of see where it would take you and what that would um, right. turn into. Uh, how how has that curiosity like transferred into how you support your clients and helping them with obtaining? the knowledge that you've shared, like just with what you're able to bring to them and share through either the profit first or just um, looking at those numbers? Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you uh, mentioned that because what I've noticed with the business owner is that the finances and with everybody in general, it's just like a general thing that goes on when it comes to finances that is, is anxiety driven and is um, uh, you know, people don't want to deal with this part of their business and it's just so important. So the curiosity just, um, how I apply it now is I can, I am able to dig into the business owner's way of thinking in relationship to the finances and I can relate it to myself and how I deal with it and, um, and then I can put it in terms that the business owners can understand. So I kind of mellow it down, you know, like I have all this knowledge, but I know the business owner doesn't. And I know it gives them anxiety because it used to give me anxiety. And a lot of things they're not understanding. So I have to figure out a way to explain it to them. Yeah. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that I talk with my clients too, is sometimes when we're having conversations as we're the experts, right. In our industry. Right. And when we're sitting down with our clients and, or prospects, sometimes we use what I call jargon. Like we'll start to, you know, right. have like, um, doctor speak is I think the best way to describe it. You know, you like you go to the doctors and they tell you that, you know, you have conjunctivitis and you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Like, that's what is that? like oh, it's pink eye. Like we have to bring like speak to our ideal clients in a, in a way that makes sense to them and they can actually relate to it and um, continue that conversation because sometimes we talk too high level. Exactly. I just mentioned debits and credits and the regular business owners have no clue sometimes what debits and credits are, but you know, but they understand expenses and money coming into the business and money going out. So yeah, yeah it's very important to remember that we don't, need to use all that terminology and yeah and it, and it makes it so hard to connect and relate to the people that we're communicating with when we're when we're using like big fancy words <laughs> right so, makes it harder yes yeah. and i can imagine in your industry because like you said sometimes when we look at the finances and some business owners don't look at their finances very often because those numbers scare them and the different types of reports that you can pull within like your system or whatever software you're using to run your business. Um, What do you say to people that really are struggling with like, like they're, maybe they're just scared to look at their numbers. We look at their numbers. Yeah. That's the first thing that you like to talk about with when it comes, people are like, I'm scared. Like this doesn't make any (laughs) sense to me, or I'm just going to tuck it away. And act like it doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Yeah. They bury their head in the sand, as we say. Yeah. They don't want to uh, face it. The, the problem is that um, they have to eventually face it, right? We have to do, we're going into taxes right now. And we have to show, we have to tell the government how much money we make. And I think a lot of the anxiety comes from even that, thinking that, oh my God, I'm going to pay a lot of taxes and they don't have a reserve for taxes. So that in they rather just push it away, push it aside and not deal with it until they really have to. And, and the problem is that when they really have to, they, it is too late. So I, um, I uh, tell the, uh, my clients, I tell them that numbers tell a story and we need to uncover that story. If the business owner is making a profit, congratulations, that's a great thing. You know, as we were talking earlier, um, making a profit is good, but consequences of making a profit is that you have to pay taxes and it's just a matter of being strategic about it uh, and um, building up a reserve so you can pay taxes. I, I tell my clients, you know, if you're making a hundred dollars and out of a hundred you have to pay fifteen to the government, you're keeping eighty-five. So that's great. You you know, it's not like if you spend it all and then you are at a loss and not making money just because you don't wanna pay taxes, then you know, you're 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 in for a different type of trouble, right? Yeah, exactly. And I love that you mentioned like having reserves for it. So can you talk a little bit more about what that looks like? So if somebody's curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's part of uh, the profit first strategy to having a building a reserve for taxes. 
And um, we, we usually recommend to build a reserve of 15% of the top line revenue, um, which is, you know, the, the sales amount, the gross sales amount, the, the top line at the PNL. And I'm talking Jurgen again here again, but I can I can explain it to to you um, individually as needed. But 15% uh, so that you're not struggling when the tax um, time comes. That's part of uh, one of the strategies of uh, uh, doing profit first. Yeah. That's a, that's a re reserving cash in, in an account in the bank, in a bank where you can't uh, immediately resort to and take it out as, as you think your business will need. Um, you just leave it there until it's, it's time to pay your taxes. And, you know, as a, as a tax professional myself, I am all for finding all the laws that will benefit you and, um, and you know, without having to pay too much, if at all possible, within the legal realm of the tax taxation law. But also, you know, if you made a profit, congratulations once again. Just just make sure you have that reserve. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was talking to um, a newer client of mine and she was, she's been in business for a few years now, but she was telling me about how her very first year in business, she didn't have, she didn't, she didn't um, consult with somebody brilliant like you to teach her like those <laughs> steps of like how to pay herself, how to put money aside for taxes, what's profit like all those different pieces and the expenses that came into it. And she got hit with the tax bill that first year and it hurt. Like she almost it does. closed her business not to move forward because she had no savings for it. She pretty much everything that came in, she spent. And then she got hit and I forget the exact amount, but it was quite a, 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 nice, a nice chunk that when it came in, she was like, oh my gosh, like I, how do I continue to run my business? I owe all this money now to the IRS. And I didn't even know that I was supposed to know <laughs> to save some of it to put in. Right. She always worked for an employee who had pulled out taxes from her, you know, prior. And, and as a, and when you're in a, when you're an employee, it's already done for you in so many ways. Right. Yeah. It's hard. Throughout the year is done for you. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me on my first business when, you know, we first started talking, I told you about my first business. That's what happened to us. Uh, my husband and I, you know, were shocked when our accountant told us we, we had been profitable, but we had spent all the money uh, from the business, you know, for living expenses. Yeah. Uh, we had five kids that we had to support and it was either pay the mortgage or feed the kids or pay our taxes. <laughs> and it was very, very difficult. So that's why I say I can definitely relate to the business owner. It's very difficult being, um, it may sound glamorous sometimes being, oh yeah, you're being a business owner, but there is so much going on behind the scenes yeah. that uh, makes it a little harder, yeah. and especially in the financial side. Yeah. So you mentioned the reserves piece to it. Can you talk a little bit about like, what are some of the other important buckets when it comes to making sure that you do have a profitable business so that you can set your up, yourself up for success and not have to stress at the end of the year when taxes are due? <laughs> right, right. So um, one of the other bucket is the uh, business owner's salary. 
it's very typical from what I've seen that the business owners tend to neglect themselves. They pay everything else and everybody else. And if there is leftover, they pay themselves. And, you know, as I say, I, I relate to that because I used to do that as well. And that's one bucket that if you follow the method of profit first, that's one bucket that you make sure you allocate twice a month so that you always have a consistent salary in your business. Yeah, and you, I, you are the most important member of your business. the The best employee without you, your company wouldn't exist. So it's it's one of the other things uh, to make sure you have. And the other bucket we call it the profit account, which is you're not only as a business owner are an employee of your company. You are an investor of your company. And the profit account makes sure that every quarterly you can gift yourself a bonus. And when your business starts, maybe it's not going to be a big bonus. It's, it's probably going to be big enough for a dinner or for a, even an ice cream and eventually will build up. But you need to reward yourself. There is so much going on with the business owner and we work extensive hours, weekends, you know, we, we're always thinking business. It's very important that you reward yourself so that you can keep on going. Yeah. And that's, that's the other part, um, bucket, as you said. And the last one is the, prof, um, the operating account. That's where you got to make sure you, you do not overspend from so that you can have more in the other buckets. Yeah. I love that. I love the simplicity of breaking it down. And especially the piece that you shared about paying yourself because so many people that I talk to, like they'll just, they're like, if they need money, I just pull it out. They don't actually get into a habit of actually paying themselves, whether it's, you know, once a week or twice a yeah. month, once a month, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. Um, do you see that as like a, a big thing with a lot of people? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. They they just mix, you know, in their business, they mix the, their business expenses and their personal expenses, which is a big problem. What I recommend is that uh, separate them completely and make sure you give yourself a salary based on the needs of your household, right? If you need to bring $1,000 uh, every two weeks, then you make sure you hit that goal and you transfer that amount to your personal account and spend your personal spending out of your personal account, not out of the business account because it complicates things. Yes. And you, it's hard to see the health of your business when you do that. Yeah, no commingling of funds is exactly. what I like, <laughs> exactly. Don't them. I'm like, if you're at the grocery store and you need $100, to pay groceries, I'm like, transfer it from your business account to your personal. Don't just swipe your business card because then right. it makes it confusing when you are looking at the numbers, you're like, was this actually a business expense? This was a personal expense. And, and it, and I think it, and it, you, you can correct me on this, but I'm like, if you ever get audited by the IRS, it can make it pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a lot more difficult to prove to the IRS or any agency that's asking for that information 
that this is this was actually a business expense when you're doing if you're going to sprouts to buy um, supplies for the business as when you're going to sprouts to buy supplies for your household is it makes it very difficult and you know you don't have anything to support you in case you need to prove it yeah absolutely yeah. so as you've grown your business obviously you're, you're, one, you're lucky because you know the backside of like the profitability pieces of the business because of the work yeah. that you do. What would you say has been one of the biggest challenges for you though, as you've built your business? Um, and this is your, this is your second business even like, what would you say right. in this business um, after you learned those lessons and have transitioned to know things differently? Yeah, it's very interesting because being an accountant and you would think, right, that you know, oh, she she has it down. Um, but I before before doing profit first in my business, I realized that yeah, I was being lean enough in my business where you know my my operating expenses weren't as you know extraneous. But I found out that I could do better and that my business could be healthier than than how it was so that was kind of shocking for me as an accountant and I was kind of surprised to find that out that you know my my business could be healthier so that's that's one of the things that I had to deal with not only you know physically allocating the money and having my accounts but also mentally is is a mindset kind of thing where you know if you if you see money on your account, the tendency is to go out and spend it. Yeah. When if you you know separate it, you have less in your operating account, and then you just like have to deal with that. Yeah, that that was one of the things that really was kind of shocking and surprised. But as I said, more of a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who is struggling right now with? like identifying like, you know, how do I pay myself or keep these different accounts separate? Is there any like tip that you, you learned early on or that you tell your clients for setting it up to make it really easy so they don't have to think so much about it on the day-to-day? -day? Yeah, well, the, the recommendation straight out, I, I go straight to having a tax account and a profit account. Those are the two accounts that off the bat um, need to be set up. Um, and then, you know, I dive into, take a look at where your expenses are going from the business. Is there something that you can cut? Because even the little things count, you know, a subscription that's being on automatic that you don't even use. Yeah. And if you go and review your expenses, you can, oh, I didn't even know this. I was paying for this you know, cancel those subscriptions that you don't have, and that will make a big difference. And um, there is also, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Par Parkinson's law, which mm -hmm. they, they talk about in, in the book. You have no idea how resourceful you can be with less funds until you try. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's also part of the mindset, right? Um, and, um, Mike McCallowicz, the, the author of the books, give the example of the toothpaste. If you have a full tub of toothpaste, you will use a lot of it, right? But if you have just it's 
a little bit, you'll squeeze the, the top and, and, and you will brush your teeth with just a very small drop. So that's how the same concept, if you apply in your business, is, uh, makes a big difference. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I just did that recently. I was going, <laughs> as I was looking at kind of like closing out 2021, um, I was looking at just my expenses that I paid for the year and, you know, what things do I want to carry into 2022 and what that would look like. And I went through and there was a, there was a good handful of things where I was like, oh, I should um, price check this one and like, see if this is the best deal for right now. Um, right. Some, some of it was perfect. Some of it, I was like, oh, I could actually save some money if I either switch or if I have a conversation with the the company that I'm using. And then I also found that there was some things like you said, like subscriptions that you just sign up for and if you, you're like, oh, wait, I'm not even using that, that, that exactly right. I don't need that big of a service or piece to it. Right. Like downsize to something that's you can downgrade to, to a smaller version of the same subscription and get the same results that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those, those little things make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What does success mean for you? Like when you think of the word success in your mind, what does that look like? Oh, yeah, success is a big word. But I think success for me are the little things, you know, sometimes are not the big, big goals, but just, you know, um, looking at my kids in the kitchen table, talking to each other and joking around and say, Oh, you know, I've raised five kids. So I feel I feel successful when I see him, I just even want to cry. <laughs> So those, those little things are success for me. The little wins, the little day-to-day day -day things that happen just, you know, when the sun is out, when, uh, when, the rain, when it's raining and I'm right here in front of a big window in my office, it's just all those little things, taking the time for them. Yeah. yeah, to celebrate like the, the the small things and to sometimes to step back and just enjoy them. Just enjoy them, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes business owners, that's another neglect that we do. We just so deep into the business that we forget to enjoy the little things. And those are little reminders um, that we need to make time for that too, so that we can, you know, bring our businesses to the next level. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was um, talking with a friend a couple of days ago and we were um, holding each other accountable for how we're going to have more um, space in our calendar just for us to do the things that we love to do because mm -hmm. um, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, you know, volunteering for nonprofits and the school PTA and all those different things, we can spread ourselves really thin Very thin, um, yes. and we can forget that we have to take care of ourselves first. And so how do we fill ourselves up so that we can mm -hmm. show up and serve the people in our community and our clients and our prospects and the people that we're engaging with. And so yeah. I was noticing for myself that I had kind of pushed it back a little bit, especially like December went by really quickly and then getting sick and mm. uh, balancing all those different things. And so it's very easy to revert back to putting yourself last. I, I actually tapped into a, um, an accountability group for me as well, especially during tax season, mm -hmm. because I know it happens. It's just automatic. Um, I forget to drink water. I, I forget to do my walks. I, you know, to, to exercise, to meditate. And because I'm, I'm thinking, go, 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 go. And even anxiety gets a uh, hold of me. So I'm trying to do the same thing. So 
I, I love that you're so conscious of it too, because I can imagine, especially this time of year, like this is like, you're extremely busy for like, I don't know, like two, three, four months, whatever that looks like with yeah. getting ready for tax season. And then like, you have all the deadlines because everybody has their own deadlines and they wait, right. for which can make your schedule um, balloon up a little bit, I would imagine. <laughs> um, so I'm so glad that you're finding space to just go for that walk or to meditate or journal or whatever it looks like that day, because yeah, that's what helps us. I, I think that's like part of this, the secret to success can be when we look at our priorities in our life and we make sure that we're putting ourselves first and our family and those things. And then like the business can kind of come around that. And it's, it doesn't have to be two separate things. It's like this perfect harmony of running your business, taking care of yourself, being there for your family and friends and doing the things that you love without, you don't have to neglect, um, you, like you can still be a good right. mom and be a profitable business owner. Um, right. Run a business. Yeah. Yes. Keep all of the areas of your life in check. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The business, the business part takes to overpower everything else sometimes. And yeah, we need to be very weary of that. Yeah. And keep it in check. And I know for me, it's like giving myself grace, knowing that some days I'm going to be working more and some days I'm going to spend more time with family and not putting so much pressure um, on the day to day, like kind of giving right. a flow to uh, my relationship with myself and my family and the business. Very important to, to have a network to tap into. I, I, for example, just told my, my husband and my mother who live who lives with me, you know, I'm going to enter into a very busy season. If you guys can, can hold my back any way you can, um, just know that um, I'm going to be working long hours and I, I, I need your support. So and they're very good about that too. Yeah. It, and, it, yeah. and it's like, I love that. Like you introduced it. You told like, Hey, this, it's that time of year again. <laughs> right. What's going on. And I think that's important because sometimes we just assume that our family, especially just knows how they should like react act and react right and they really don't want to see you working these long hours my husband my mom they don't want to see me working these long hours but it's just part of my job and I I sign up for that right (laughs) so yeah it's a reminder for them too that I need their help and I need their support and that uh, it's just a period of time in in the year and you know, we need to, we need to deal with it the best we can. Yeah. And it's the season. And I think it's, it's the communicating. I know sometimes I'll forget to be like, Hey, I have all this stuff happening. Do you mind mind prepping dinner tonight? Or can you pick up the kids for me? Like sometimes I forget until I'm like, Oh crap. Like I should have asked for help. I should have raised my hand here and said, Hey, I need a little bit of support. So I think that having those open lines of communication with within your family household, and then also even with friends that can support through that yes. time as well. Yes. Yes. Remember to tap into your network, whoever those people yeah. around you are. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive into rapid fire questions in just a second. But before we do that, I would love for you to share with us kind of what's next for SMG and for you with the business, like what's coming up next for you besides crazy tax time. <laughs> yeah. So every year we, we set up goals. One of our goals right now is making sure that all our processes and procedures are in check so that we all, you know, our, our staff members have time for themselves as well. For me, it's very important. So that way, you know, if we have everything in line, 
um, you know, we all get to flow through tax season without any major bumps. So that's one of the things, um, um, you know, I'm looking to expand my and to serve the business owner because I know there is a big need out there, especially when it comes to non-judgmental uh, financial information conversations. So I'm looking forward to to serve more of uh, the audience and and to educate uh, more. Those, those are some of the goals for this year. Exciting. I'm always, it's always exciting when we're ready to like stretch and grow and see, you know, what, where we can push ourselves even further. And yeah. the work that you do is so important within your community. Cause I know you do a lot of volunteering and giving back um, and helping other people as well. So. Yeah, that's important to me as well. You know, there was a big um, network of people that helped me when I was in, in need of support, especially in this starting stages of the business. And so it's my, it's my turn. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love how we, we, we take and receive sometimes, and then sometimes we're able to, when we're able to give back from that place, right. um, just of being, you know, so grateful for what we've been able to receive. Receive. We can give back. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's like that beautiful ripple effect that I think happens as entrepreneurs, like where sometimes we need a lot of taking and sometimes we take, we give, and it's like that balance of showing yeah. up and helping other people and being the leader in the community so that we are able to be, to give our time and to give back in those ways. Right. And it's a revolving door, right? You're constantly giving and probably taking, giving and taking. So, and it's okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, there's a season what we're, we're we always are in different seasons in our business and in our lives right like we, right. sometimes we need to just acknowledge that and accept it and know that that's where we're at today and right. we'll who knows where we'll be tomorrow right 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 <laughs> being open mm-hmm. all right so let's dive into some fun rapid fire questions because all right <laughs> favorite part of the conversation um so one question that I've loved to ask um, over this past couple of years with the pandemic, because I feel like a lot of people are doing it and you might not be right now, but if <laughs> you do have free time, um, is there anything you like to binge watch or what's, or how do you like to spend your time? <laughs> yeah, I like to, I, I actually like to watch movies. So whenever I have time, especially now that we can't do very much outside, uh, you know, socially. So I do stay and uh, watch movies. Um, we recently watched one um, in in Amazon Prime about a grandfather and a and a, a war between a grandfather and a child, <laughs> grandchild. It was so hilarious. My husband said, "Oh, I want to have a grandchild now. <laughs> no, no pressure on my kids." <laughs> right? Like one of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, I like to. Movies, I'm not big on um, on series, but movies are my thing my to go to whenever I have free time to go watch something. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. And are you binge, not necessarily binge reading, are you reading anything? Is there anything on your nightstand right now or a book? Yeah, I'm actually reading a book um, it's called Crucial Conversations, mm-hmm. which I thought it was very interesting because so many times we think we are communicating what 
we think we are communicating, but the other end is not receiving it the same way. <laughs> so, and the author gives a lot of examples on how, you know, our, our conversation can go right any, any minute. So we gotta make sure we're conveying what we're thinking we're conveying. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'll have to look into that book because I know communication is so important, especially in, in the world that we're in right now between the pandemic and um, politics and social justice, yeah. different topics that come up, how we phrase things and how we speak and how we share our voice. It's so important. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you could say one person who has been the most impactful in your life, who would you say and why? <laughs> There's so many people that have been in my life and that have influenced me, maybe at the time that I thought it was negatively, um, but, you know, I was able to do something out of it and I appreciate it. But the one person that's been on my side all my, practically my adult life has been my husband. And I really appreciate his support and, and he being there for me every time I need him to be. So I would say my husband, yeah. Love that. <laughs> and what is your happy spot when you need to reflect, recharge and relax? Where do you like to go or what do you like to do? Uh, um, there are many things like I tend by default like Friday nights relax at home with a glass of wine is my my go-to but besides that I like nature nature walks yeah. and nature hikes I don't hike as much anymore because you know is <laughs> uh, is more more difficult for my body nowadays but I still like to do small hikes um, small walks um, and a walk by the beach that's my go-to yeah <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> and we're so blessed that we have the ocean just down the street, right? Practically. So, yeah. so it's very, nice when it's a short drive. <laughs> very relaxing. The sound of the waves, the feel of the sun, all of it is just so relaxing for me. Yeah. Mm. And I'm, I know we can't really do it right now, but if I was to say that I was giving you a plane ticket to go anywhere in the world, where would you go? You know, I've, I've been wanting to do this and I will do it as soon as I'm able to. I was actually going to do it the year when they close everything down. But I've been wanting to do the um, pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela um, from France all the way to Spain. So that's that's in my bucket list and I want to do it as soon as, as I'm able to do it. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully that um, can happen really soon. Hopefully our yeah. will be able to start traveling again and doing some of the things that are not necessarily right in our own backyards. <laughs> right. Yeah, that will be nice. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And, well, what does attract and stand out mean to you? Attract and stand out. Well, as we've been sharing today, just telling your story in a way that people can relate to you and standing out, meaning that um, that story makes a difference. Um, people can see that you, you, attract, you stand out by the fact that you are the same. I don't know if I, I am explaining myself. You know, people can hear your story and they say, oh, she went through that too. 
and that attracts and that makes you stand out because you're not like this big person at the top of the hill that nobody can touch you are it makes you accessible yeah it's the relatability the accessibility piece to right yeah and because of that because people can relate to you then you attract yeah I love it. Thank you for sharing. I love it. Sylvia, it's been so fun having you on the show today. I know people are going to want to reach out to you, especially in these next couple of months. Um, How do people connect with you and where do they find you? Well, they will find me on all social media. Look for Sylvia Guardado or SMG Business Services, but more directly at my website, smgbusinessservices.com. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's just so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. And I know you had um, a free gift for everybody as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So in the um, website, there is a bundle where you can go and check how healthy is your business. But also, I want to add to that, if you get that packet, um, I want to do a half hour free consultation to try to explain what that means and how you can make your business healthier. You can always make your business healthier than it is. Such a wonderful gift, especially this time of year when so many of us are looking back on what the past year looked like for our numbers and where we're going. And then also as we plan, you know, and continue to move into this new year. Um, it's about yeah. those conversations and have those conversations. Like listen to what Sylvia shared today. She shared yes. for how to just make more profits in your business, how to manage the money that does come in and manage those expenses. Right. Do not be afraid of making profit. Don't be afraid of paying taxes because paying taxes is a good sign. That means you're making money. We just need to strategize on how to minimize the tax liability and so that you can have a fund to, to be able to pay your taxes. Yeah, paying taxes. Someone told me years ago when I first started my business, they said, don't look at it as like a negative thing. Like, oh, I have to pay all this money to the IRS. Um, switch that mindset to I'm blessed enough that I get to pay the IRS right now because yes. I financially make this X amount of money in my business this year. And because of that, I get, I'm, I'm blessed enough. You get to, yeah, you get to share it. That's, you know, the, the United States have that, you know, where we can benefit from all the social services and, you know, all the things that other countries are <laughs> wishing they had, right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Sylvia, thank you so much for being here on the show with me. It's been so fun chatting with you and getting to know you better. Um, All right, guys, that's a wrap for another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I will see you next week. And as always, remember that I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.